Welcome to episode 190 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Well, hello, Ian Anderson Gray here. In this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show, we're talking about 10 steps for professional live streams. How do you get from zero to hero? That's what we're going to be doing in today's show. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello, hello, hello. It's Ian Anderson Gray here for episode 190 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. Today, we're talking about how you can level up your live streams, how you can get professional. I've got 10 steps today that I want to take you through. Now, if you have not dipped your toe into the live streaming world, don't worry, because these tips will help you. If you are, have been live streaming for a long time and you're wanting to level things up, these steps are going to help you. And I can see already we have some amazing people watching us live. If you have not, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't uh, listened to any or actually joined any of the live streams, then why don't you go on to probably the easiest way is to go to YouTube. If you go to youtube.com forward slash Ian Anderson Gray, that's uh, youtube.com forward slash Ian Anderson Gray, and you'll be able to see all the live streams there. I'm also at some point, <laughs> I keep saying this, but I am going to be uh, doing a lot more with my newsletter. It's one of the things on my list. I've not done a terribly good job. I've done a very bad job. Let's let's be honest this year about that. So if you are uh, subscribed to my newsletter, apologies for that. But uh, some really cool and exciting things are coming. So we have the fabulous Martin Buckland watching from Toronto. I assume you're 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 there at the moment. Uh, watching on LinkedIn. Great to see you. Very early in the morning. I'm always impressed with your early starts. It's a great way to start the day and to see you. Uh, so thank you, Martin. And we've also got the wonderful Katie Simpson uh, watching from the UK on Facebook. So as always, we are broadcasting, or I am, I don't know why I'm using the world we today. I am broadcasting to all the different channels, YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. <laughs> Ten steps for professional live streams. Let's get on with it. Let's let's uh, let first. Well, actually, before I get on with uh, the the tips, I want to I want to share just a few cool things that Ecamm are doing. Uh, as you can, if you're listening, uh, regular listener or regular viewer of the show, you'll know that I'm a big fan of Ecamm. We talk about a lot of different live streaming tools on this show. We talk about Restream and Streamyard and Wave Video. They're all fabulous tools, but Ecamm is my particular favorite. It's what I use for all of my live streams. And um, it's a downloadable tool. So you run it on your desktop. It's Mac only, unfortunately. So sorry, PC users. 
but the latest version has got an amazing feature now. So as well as live streaming at the moment, I am recording this to my desktop. So for later, it just makes the ability, it gives you the ability to repurpose very easily. So I, I can, I've got that on my computer. I can snip this up into lots of video snippets. Now, the problem is if I, particularly if I have a guest on and I'm swapping between the different, between my guest and myself, and maybe I'm putting like Katie's, I'm putting her comment on the screen or I'm highlighting something else. I've also got a little animation on the top right, which is all great for the live stream. But for repurposing, sometimes those things can get in the way. Or maybe I've switched the camera early or I've done something wrong there. What the new version of Ecamm, this is only in the beta version, what it does is it will record my camera, the raw output of my camera without any overlays, without anything. It will also record my guest's camera as well and any other camera that you got connected in to your computer. So I think at the moment it records two local cameras and your guest's cameras onto your system. And this means that you have the raw footage for editing for later. And it's amazing. What I've done is, so I tested this out when I had Jeff C, my friend Jeff C on the show. I basically dragged over his video, my video, and dragged that over to my other favorite tool, Descript. And I was able to create a really nice, clean video snippet for later. So if you follow me on Instagram, you should see that in a few days time, I'll be showing that there. So that is the new version of Ecamm. It's also got multi-streaming baked in and lots of other cool features. So do check out that. And I think probably do another episode talking about Ecamm. I'll see if I can get Katie or the uh, the guys, Ken and Glenn, onto the show to talk about those things because it is absolutely amazing. So. Let's talk about the power of live streaming. First of all, why embrace live streaming? I think you need to have a really good, strong reason for live streaming. And for those who are watching live, I'd love to know from you, if you have embraced live streaming. So I know that Martin and Katie have embraced live streaming in a big way for the business. Why do you embrace live streaming? What has it done for you? Because I think if you don't have that in your mind, it makes the whole thing of live streaming really difficult. You've got to have good reasons for doing it. And maybe that's because you find it fun and exciting. That's not necessarily a bad reason. But if you want to keep on going, you need to have really good reasons so that you can test to see whether it's actually working. So for me, live streaming originally was nothing to do with me kind of wanting to do it really because I was very reluctant to embrace live streaming. I was very interested in the technology. I was talking about it. I was blogging about it. I was writing about it. I was getting asked to speak about it because I'm an educator. I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. But when it actually came down to doing it, that was another thing. I had to get over my fears of live streaming and that took quite a journey, which I've talked about that on the show before. But what really made it for me, changed it, was the fact that I knew why I needed to go live. I needed to go live because my audience were expecting me to. My audience were wanting to learn from me. They were wanting me to, in a sense, make the mistakes for so that they didn't necessarily need to or to give them confidence. So those are the reasons at the beginning. And ever since then, it's really been about visibility, but it's also been about growing my community, my audience, answering questions. That's the power. One of the powers of live is that you can join 
a live show and ask questions. You can get involved. The other thing which I'm going to talk about, of course, is turning it into a content repurposing engine because creating content consistently is hard work. And once you get over the nerves and maybe some of the tech headaches of live video, it can really make a massive difference to creating that content on a regular basis. Now, I don't want to talk too much about that now because that's one of my points that I'm going to talk about. But yeah, it allows you to be real. It allows you to create, to be visible, to grow your audience and community, allow access to you, create consistent content without that horrible ogre of perfectionism. So perfectionism can so often be a massive barrier for us content creators and live video is the perfect antidote to that. So Martin is saying, thank you, Martin. It allows you to share your expertise to a global audience while expanding your brand. Live streaming is powerful. And Martin, you do an amazing job of that on uh, LinkedIn particularly, because that's where your audience is. It does allow you to access a global audience. It allows you to be visible and it allows you to share your or demonstrate, demonstrate your expertise. That was maybe one of the things that I didn't say. So yeah, it does that. And if you worry about how many people are watching you live, this is the big problem. Like Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, they all give you this big fat number on the top left hand side of the screen. And I'm broadcasting to a, a, a number of different destinations. So at the moment, I can see I've got about uh, seven or eight people watching live. But that number is wrong. That number is wrong. Because LinkedIn doesn't tell me, doesn't tell how many people are watching live. It doesn't send that information via the API. And Twitter doesn't do that either. You, first of all, you don't want to believe that number. But second of all, you've got your replay viewers to think about as well. And thirdly, even if no one turns up, you have turned up and you are creating this content for the replay viewers, but also to repurpose things as well. The wonderful Unseen Universe is watching on YouTube. So we've got Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn today. Everyone's watching on different channels, <laughs> which is really cool. Great to see you. It has been a while. I'm doing well. I did share, was it last week? Um, a little bit about what I've been doing this year. And it's, to be honest, it's been quite a tough year in many ways. But uh, things are really turning a corner. Got some really exciting things happening. So I'd love to know from you on Senior Universe. Tell me what's uh, what's new in your world. What are you up to? One of the things I really want to do is I really want to support you in the community. All of you who are watching live, wa watching the replay or listening to the podcast. We've got some really cool things happening. As we ramp things up to episode 200. We're going to do a big giveaway. We're going to do some really cool things. More about that in a future episode. So number one, number one is planning is everything. Going back to May 2019, before that, I was not a consistent content creator. Sure, I had created lots of really popular blog posts. And in fact, a few of them had gone viral and two or three of them had catapulted me into the world of uh, content marketing and speaking. I basically got to speak at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego and speaking all around the world through my blog because I created really valuable content. But the problem was I wasn't consistent with that because it just took a huge amount of effort from me to create those blog posts. That changed in May 2019 when I launched my live show, this live show that you're watching or the podcast that you're listening to. The Confident Live Marketing Show was launched in May 2019 because I had a plan. I created a planning document. And 
If you struggle with consistency, this is what I recommend. You need to have a plan. You need to know what your reasons are for going live. You need to know who your audience is and what your promise is to them. If you don't have those things in place, you're going to kind of fail, I'm afraid to say. So many podcasts, for example, don't make it past their 12th, uh, 13th, 14th episode. And that was the case for me back in, uh, I think it was 2012 when I had my uh, first podcast. I think I got up to uh, episode 20, 21. Um, but I, I just found it really hard. And it is hard right at the start, you know, uh, particularly with the pod with podcasting, your audience don't tend to get in touch with you. And if you are listening to my podcast, please do get in touch. Because we need encouragement as content creators. So planning is absolutely everything. You need to put a planning document together. It sounds more difficult than it is, but basically you're just giving your reasons for going live, uh, um, your promise to your audience, who is your audience, um, have, a, have a good idea of who that is. And then also, like, what makes you, um, what, what, what are your areas of expertise? You know, why should people actually watch you? So that you're allowed to kind of brag a little bit in the document so that you, on those difficult days when you're thinking of giving up, you can look at the document and think, actually, you know what? I do know what I'm talking about. I am good at this. Um, and I'm going to keep going. So that's number one. Planning is everything. And before we go on to number two, I uh, just want to see what Unseen Universe is saying. So he's saying, I'm I'm well, thanks. Been struggling to find time to do any streaming lately. A familiar story, I'm sure. Absolutely. Busy with the business and life always manages to get in the way. And I've been there too. Um, you know, that's, that's the thing about uh, the method that I teach is you don't have to necessarily go live every single week. I think it's good to be consistent because your audience expect you to be there. I know Martin um, was uh, talking about the fact that um, I, he didn't quite say this, but he says, you know, you haven't, when are you next going to go live? Because I, I don't think I was being as consistent as I normally am. But if you do try and do two live streams per week, you can then start to batch up those lives, th those videos for the podcast, which means the podcast goes out every single week. I think that's really important. You need to have one form of consistent content that comes out every single week. And for me, that's the podcast and the blog post that goes with it. The live stream, I do try and go live at least once per week. I try and make it twice per week if I can. But sometimes I have weeks off and that's okay because, as you said, life gets in the way as well. And Unseen Universe says, I use live streaming to give people a snapshot of what I get up to behind the scenes. I'm a breeder and supplier of exotic invertebrates. That sounds really interesting. Cool. Um, People love the behind the scenes content and a friend, Sam Ashton, who I haven't seen in years, actually, it's the whole, I'm not going to talk about the last couple of years, but yeah, she has this acronym called BLAST or BLAST, depending on your accent. When the B, it, this is, and this is for the different types of live streaming content. The first is B for behind the scenes. People love to see behind the scenes. And I want to do a little bit more of that. I, I'm, I'm probably going to use the likes of Instagram and LinkedIn for that. Uh, the, the L is for local content. So this is highlighting businesses in a local way. A is a day in the life. So like, what's a typical day like for you? Uh, S is sneak peek. This is something um, that you're working on and you're giving your live audience something, a sneak peek. And I'm going to be doing some of that over the next few weeks as I 
go towards episode 200. And the T is tips and advice. And that's what this show is all about. This is pillar content. Uh, so that's the tips and advice as well. Uh, and Unseen Universe also says, before I get on to point number two, I'm constantly swamped with messages from people looking for info and advice. The live streaming helps me communicate and gives advice quickly and effectively. And that is great. So that is the T of blast, isn't it? What I have tried to do is, um, and I do this on my blog, if you go to iag.me forward slash podcast, uh, you'll see all the previous episodes. And what I try and do is I either have a blog post or show notes. I also tag each one. So they're either going to be, the episode is going to be about confidence and mindset or tech, uh, tech and gear or uh, content marketing. And you'll be able to go through that and you'll be able to find hopefully an answer to everything you need to know about live streaming. But also if somebody gets in touch with me and asks me a question about live streaming, um, say for example, like what Ian, what's the best camera to use or the best microphone to use? Or how do I get over my fear of going live? I can say, well, funny you ask that. If you go to episode 23, if you go to iag.me forward slash 23, I actually don't know what that episode was on 23. You'll be able to find out all about it because I talk about that. Um, and that is one of the cool things about live. You're creating that content quickly and easily, and then you can then refer people back who ask those questions and get them to maybe kind of join in with your next live as well. So yeah, um, definitely some cool things there. So number one, planning is everything. The next one, number two, is embrace the five P's of live video. And so the first P we've talked about is planning. That's really important for the whole shebang, the whole of your live streaming, but also for your individual show. So for today's episode, I knew I was going to be talking about, uh, I was going to be sharing some 10 points for professional live streams. I didn't just press go live without any plan. I, I have a list in front of me. I've actually, all I've got are the 10 points um, because I this is a subject I know really, really well. But if it was a subject that I wasn't so sure about, I would put a few more details there. So plan, plan each individual episode. If you have a guest on, make sure you do your research and you find out more about your guest and you know what questions you're going to ask them. Then the second P is pre-promotion. Um, now, I've dropped the ball a little bit with this. I've not done a, a fantastic job at this recently. That's going to change. But you need to let people know that you're going to go live, particularly if you're just starting off. I mean, what's great today is, although I've not really done much in the way of uh, pre-promotion, We've got a good audience watching live, which is great. So thank you. Thank you if you're watching live. I didn't really kind of do much promotion about this, but you've joined, which is great. But if I had, if I'd let uh, my people on my newsletter, my newsletter subscribers know about it, if I'd emailed them, if I'd done a lot of um, posts on social media, if I'd done like Instagram reels on and posts on LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff then I probably would have got more people watching me live. So you need to let people know that's the pre-promotion. Now it's the day of your broadcast. It's the production. Now this, what the the type, the way this will work will depend on you and your business and if you have a team. Now some bigger businesses will be able to uh, get a moderator. So you'll have moderators. You may have somebody to produce the show for you and even direct it. And you can just get on with talking in front of the camera or uh, interviewing your guest. For me, although I have a team, <laughs> I like to do it kind of all myself. I, I am thinking about getting moderators um, helping in comments. And so 
um, as I grow the show, that's that's an idea I have, and I I I I will be. I will be involving my team a lot more. Certainly, I involve my team with the pre-promotion and some of the stuff that comes afterwards. But yeah, you need to make sure that you have all the tech in place, that you're doing, you have a checklist, that you're checking all of the bits that should be working on the live show, just making sure that you're testing all of those things. And then you go live. I'm not going to go into all the different ways you can produce the show, but um that's obviously the third P and that's the really important part because you're broadcasting live. Once you've done the press the end broadcast button, this is the bit where everyone feels like, well, that's the end of it. I can go and have a lie down. I can go for a walk, can watch some TV. But no, this is actually when the harder work starts. You've got to, first of all, post promote. So this is the fourth P, post promote the replay. So your, your live stream has now become the replay video on say YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever you're broadcasting to. So you want people to start to watch your replay. And in my experience and a lot of people's experience, this you'll, you'll get many more people watching the replay than the live part. And so you need to let people know. Again, on social, on uh, uh, email, basically everywhere where your audience is. And you might even want to do some advertising, some paid ads as well. That's not it. The final P, the fifth P is repurposing, repurposing. And I was talking about this before we got into all of this, which is uh, use a tool that will record the video, the, the, the live video in a really high quality format, which will make it easier to repurpose for later. And ideally use a tool where, that will record your video and your guest video separately. So it just makes editing it later much easier. And so I recommend using a tool like Descript for this. You just bung your videos into Descript. It will transcribe it for you. You can turn it into a podcast. You can turn it into a blog post. You can extract little video snippets out there as well. And it's really, really cool. Um, so don't forget repurposing. You uh, you don't want to just repurpose for repurposing's sake. I've heard some people say how repurposing should have a purpose. Um, do it intelligently, but it's a great way to create content that your audience are going to see. Because let's face it, not everyone likes video or is in the position to watch video. There's, you know, not everyone's in the position to watch your videos live, you know, because it's people might be working and people might, might not be able to watch video at all because they either don't like it or they're doing the washing up, they're walking the dog, they're driving. And so if you can turn it into a podcast, you're going to reach a much wider audience. Um, and sometimes uh, my listeners will, or my, my viewers will will listen and my listeners will watch uh, and they will toggle between the two as well. Um, let's go back to uh, what Unseen Universe is saying. And if uh, any anyone else who's watching has got any questions or any thoughts about this, I don't want this to just be about me and my experience. I'd love to hear from you as well, and uh, whether any of these points resonate with you. So Unseen Universe is talking again about um, their, their streaming experience and what they're doing. So um, if I'm streaming about specific species, um, if I'm not overly familiar with it, I will have some bullet points, info tidbits printed out uh, and stuck to the tripod under the camera for guidance. That's a really good idea. I highly recommend. Uh, doesn't have to be high tech. It can just be uh, just a piece of paper. And that's what I used to do. I just put a piece of paper with some bullet points. Don't print out an entire like um, don't, you know, don't write out your script, just put bullet points just to, to remind yourself. And that's what I've done here. I, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to remember the 10 points 
Um, and so I needed to put those down, but I didn't need to write uh, out what I was going to say for each point, if that makes sense. So that's important. Or if you want to take things to the next level, you can do what I currently do, which is you have uh, a teleprompter. And so I've got uh, what's called a field monitor, uh, and I, it effectively acts as a second monitor. So I plug that into my computer, and it reflects onto this screen and that my camera's behind it. And so I can actually see myself, but I can also see the text as well. So yeah, definitely um, think about that. But it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be mega complicated. Just um, you know, just do what uh, Unseen Universe is doing and have it printed out. Uh, also, uh, trying to stream at the same time, same day consistently helps to get people coming back as they expect it coming, etc. And I think that's true. I uh, tend to go 11am on a Tuesday which is now in the UK. So that, I don't know what that is. It's like, I think that's 6 a.m. Eastern. Have I got that right? I think it's 6 a.m. Eastern. Um, it's like three in the morning for Pacific. So it's not great for West Coast America. But I also do on a, uh, on a Thursday, I do 4 p.m. UK time, um, which is 9 a.m. Uh, for Pacific, I think. Um, so my, my my Tuesday is is good for UK, Europe, and possibly Eastern and America, if you're like um, Martin and uh, don't mind getting up very early. And it's also good for my Australian audience as well. Uh, but Thursday is better for my um, American audience. So that's that's the way it does that. Uh, Martin McKenna is here. Great to see you, Martin. It was awesome to see you recently. Uh, as it happens, I'm busy working, but listening to you at the same time. Well, you are a better man than me, Martin, because quite honestly, I can't multitask like that. So I, it depends on the kind of work you're doing. If it's low level work, I don't even think if it was like low level work, I could do that. I have to kind of listen. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, I, I must try that. See if I can do two things at the same time. But thank you, Martin. Uh, it's great to great to see you here. Okay, so uh, we've talked about planning. We've talked about embracing the five Ps. Number three is turning your live streams into a content repurposing machine. And I've kind of said this already. We've, this was the five Ps, the, the fifth P, sorry, which is turning it into a content repurposing engine. This is one of the, the big reasons why I go live. Yes, it gives me visibility. Yes, it allows me to connect to my audience, but it allows me to be consistent with my content and turning it into a podcast, into blog posts, into social media snippets as well. You can't be everywhere and don't, you know, don't try to be everywhere. But I want to at least be on YouTube. I want to have a podcast. I want to be on LinkedIn. Um, Instagram isn't like a, a big network for me, but I, I, I for me, I, I think it's important that I have some kind of visibility on there as well. So uh, yeah, content repurposing. I don't need to say any more about that. Uh, let's move on to the next one. So one, two, three, four, we're on number four now, which is be aware of the three audiences. And if you are thinking about repurposing into all these different places, this is really, really important. If you are just broadcasting live and you don't really care about your replay audience, I mean, I think that's a, I think that's a mistake, um, and you're not thinking about turning it into a podcast, then you don't need to be worried about this. But when you start streaming, the first people to watch you are from the future. These are your replay viewers. And so you need to be making sure that you're focused on them and making them feel really um, part of the gang. Because the thing about your live viewers, and I'll come on to those in a minute, they're, they're watching live and, they're, and, and they feel part of a party. They kind of have this party atmosphere because they can see each other commenting. 
Um, with the replay audience, they're watching on their own. They're not seeing other people commenting in real time or live. Um, and so it's a more intimate experience. So the next type of audience that will watch you, um, so it takes a couple of minutes sometimes for your live people to start to watch. You know, they, they have to kind of see you're going live, click on it, and it takes a bit of time. So they're uh, watching in real time. They're watching now. And they obviously, they want to be loved. And, and so, you know, it's great. I can I can highlight comments up on the screen. And I think, you know, you tell me if you're watching live, it feels nice. You know, if I'm talking to you and answering your questions and making you feel welcome, that feels great. But there's a tension here because if I spend too much time with my live audience, my replay audience are going to get a little bit kind of either bored or frustrated. It just, there's a balance. And you've also got to think about the structure of your show. So what I tend to do is, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when I've uh, I, I've been sharing a comment and then I've been going to the comments and then I go back and share my second point. So don't get distracted by the live comments, but don't ignore your live audience as well. So those are the first two audiences. Now, if you're repurposing into a podcast, you have a third audience to think about. And those are your podcast listeners. They are again from the future. They are listening in the future. It's very much an intimate experience. They are effectively kind of plugging you into their ears. And if you're listening to the podcast, Thank you so much for doing that. That is awesome. But of course, podcast listeners can't see what's on the screen. And so for a show episode like this, it doesn't matter so much because I'm not sharing much visually on the screen. But if you're do talking about something that's more visual, you need to bear in mind your podcast listeners and talk uh, and explain what's on the screen so your podcast listeners feel welcome. So just be aware of those three audiences. It's so important. Um, Martin Buckland is saying, so choosing a time is tough for me as I work globally with clients currently in 29 countries. I mean, that is like mad. And I know you're, you're kind of like all over the world with this. So that's cool. So I have three live streams per week for this week as, and I change the times to meet my global audience. That's really smart, Martin. It's kind of similar to what I do. I mean, as I said, I, on Tuesdays, earlier morning for me, Thursdays is afternoon. Um, I, you know, in an ideal world, I'd do something later on, maybe kind of like eight or nine p.m. But that just does not fit into family life at the moment. You know, we've got kids' activities and, and stuff in the evening. So um, you also have to kind of bear in mind what works for you personally as well. But uh, as much as you can, think about where your audience is and try and pick a time consistently. Um, that's going to work for them. Um, but thank you for that, Martin. That's a really, really good point. Just making sure that you're going to be there at a time where your audience is going to be as much as you possibly can. Okay, so the next uh, point or the next step is be aware of the confidence killers. <laughs> and this was a big deal for me because when I first started, I was like petrified about going live. I was like, I could have called myself the... Um, the reluctant live video guy, because I was, I was like, I had all these syndromes. I had like imposter syndrome. I had, um, I, I hated the way I, I looked and the way I sounded. I, what else? Um, so many things. Perfectionism. I was trying to be perfect. I was comparing myself with others. Um, I was worried about my technology not being good enough compared to other people. I mean, that's the whole comparison, comparison thing. So be aware of these things. Now, not everyone struggles with all of these. Not everyone struggles with any of them. And some people are just like ultra confident. And if that's you, great. 
But I still think we need to be aware of these confidence killers because sometimes they can crop up at the weirdest of times. I mean, I knew somebody who said, I never struggle with imposter syndrome, which I thought, well, that's great. Um, but then he went on stage to do something at a conference and he's and he suddenly like he had imposter syndrome. It suddenly kind of like pounced on him from nowhere. Um, but just be aware of these things. Be aware of the inner voice that is kind of speaking these lies to you that you need to be as good as other people. You need to be perfect. They're, they're all utter rubbish a lot of the, the time. Yes, you want to be the best you possibly can, but you've got to at least start and start on that journey and improve over time. And your audience don't want perfect. I mean, if I... I, I mean, I can't, I, you can't be perfect. I mean, live video is the is the perfect antidote to perfectionism. But like, if I was too slick, I think that would put you off. I think. I mean, I, it certainly puts me off if if um, a podcaster or content creator, live video person, is too slick. It kind of puts me off. I what? So embrace who you are. Embrace your flaws and don't try to be perfect because actually. People watch you, people listen to you for your expertise, but also because they just like the way, they like your personality, they like the way you express things as well. And that took me a while because I just wasn't happy with, I had a very negative view of myself. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's, you've got to go on that journey, you've got to go on that mindset journey. So be, be careful of that. Unseen Universe needs to go. That's absolutely fine. You, I'm sure you've got loads of work to do, but thank you so much for, for joining me today. And that's the great thing about live video. You can kind of dip it in and out and you can then watch the replay. You can listen to the podcast. That's the cool thing about it. So, uh, and, and that brings me on really nicely to the next point, which I've kind of covered, which is don't be perfect. I mean, don't try to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. Don't try to be too slick because that's actually going to put people off. I, 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 I mean, there are people that I know, like um, live streamers, content creators, who I get on really well with. I love their content, but sometimes I watch their content, not not the not uh, live streams, but sometimes videos, and it's too slick. And I'm I'm saying that because I can say that about myself. I I I sometimes have to slap myself for trying to, I overly edit a YouTube video to try and make it too perfect. And I kind of get rid of all the ums and the errs. And at the end of the day, you know, people don't want perfect. I've seen some YouTube videos that my son watches and the, it's just, they've edited it to death and it's exhausting to watch. It doesn't seem to bother my son, but you know, uh, don't try to be perfect because that will not resonate with your audience. The next point we're getting towards the end is you don't need to go live. What on earth do I mean by that? I mean, surely this live show is all about live. It isn't really. You know, I, I do recommend going through the process that I teach. Going live will help you to get over your perfectionism, will, will help you get better. But once you've got that system in place, I now use this, that system to create all my YouTube videos, to create a lot of the content that I create, I, I I treat my content as if it was live. So for my Amazon product videos that I create and my YouTube videos, I have uh, I have my points in front of me. Um, sometimes I'll write a, a little script for the beginning and the end, and I'll just record it as if it were live. Um, and so create content that as if it were live, um, and it can either be live or it doesn't need to be. Um, but 
if you're saying to me that, well, you know, I, I, I like what you're talking about, Ian, but I don't, I don't really want to go live. I don't need to go live. You know, I, um, don't worry. You don't have to go live, but you can, all the stuff that I teach on the show and in, um, elsewhere is all about creating content efficiently, quickly, and is, that's going to resonate with your audience. So, uh, this this show doesn't need to be live. I mean, I wouldn't get the wonderful comments I'm getting from my live audience. I, I would be missing out on all of that, but I'd be creating that content. Okay, the next one is counteract the energy sucking device. What is the energy sucking device? It's your camera. Now, Martin, if you're if you're still watching, I don't know whether this is something that you um, find difficult now. Um, but like I know, Martin, you speak all around the world at big conferences, big events. Uh, and for me, you know, I find speaking to a crowded room, an audience of real people where I can see people's eyes and I can, I'm bouncing off the energy in the room. I actually find, I used to find it easier to speak in front of an audience of 500 than going live in front of this inanimate object, which is called your camera, because your camera, unlike people, sucks your energy away. Um, whereas people, um, obviously depends on the room. I mean, sometimes you can get rooms where they suck your energy, but hopefully you, you're bouncing, they're bouncing your energy. So you, you can actually, uh, give more. So you have to counteract the, the camera, the energy sucking device by putting more energy into it. And that's one reason why I stand for my live videos. I'm actually standing at the moment. Because I think if I was to sit down, I think I would be a little bit too relaxed and I would start to, my energy levels would probably dip. And yeah, it just, I've, I've seen people go live where this just, I know that they are enthusiastic people, but it just doesn't come across that way. So stand and also make sure that you're thinking about your audience. So I know some people who will actually print out a picture of their audience uh, of their perfect client, sorry, and uh, put that behind the camera, and they're 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 speaking to that person. So keep the energy going. Do the uh, confident live warm up formula that I teach as well. And if you're interested in that, go to my website iag.me, and you can purchase the uh, the warm up formula. Basically, it's warming up your body, warming up your voice to get you up to the energy levels that people want. You don't have to be like super energetic. It's important to be authentically you. So I actually, I don't, I, I, I sometimes will get put off if somebody is like overly energized because um, it doesn't really, it, there's a disconnect there because they're not, that's not, they're not being themselves. But I have to put a lot more energy into these videos, uh, these lives, um, because if I didn't, I would be, I think I, I would, the energy levels would would go and and it would not be interesting and I'm still being myself but I'm putting a lot more energy into it uh, and it looks like Martin agrees with me so it's a similar experience yes it is easier to speak to people in person but yes and never look at the number of people watching your live stream that kills your energy and it can be both ways can't it Martin I'm sure like sometimes you can look at it and you like have three people watching you or even zero and that's a bit depressing that can definitely suck your energy as well as the camera. Uh, but sometimes it can like, if it's if it's pretty high, you can go, oh my goodness, like, uh, and it can have the the other the other thing as well. So definitely, Martin, uh, yeah, definitely agree with you. Okay, there are two more things that I want to share with you. Don't make the tech 
Don't make tech the scapegoat. So this is number nine. Don't make tech the scapegoat for your fears because the, um, this is something I've talked about many times on the show, but I didn't go live because I didn't feel I had the right camera and my background wasn't good enough. And my audience were just waiting for me to uh, to go live and, and to share my content, but I wasn't. And actually the real reason for that was that I just was, I didn't like... I didn't like the way I sounded. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like, um, I was worried about being judged and looking like an idiot. And as somebody said to me, you know, it's like I was being, I was actually being quite selfish and self-obsessed. You know, I don't like to, th I don't think of myself as a narcissist. I don't think I am a narcissist, but sometimes we can get a little bit caught up in ourselves and we're worried about, well, I, oh, like my audience aren't going to, they're not going to watch or listen to me if my, my camera's not good enough or, or like my background just doesn't look good. Honestly, in most cases, they don't care as long as they can hear you. I mean, from a tech point of view, yes, you do need a good microphone, uh, a decent microphone so that people can hear you. But, you know, it's really you they're turning up for and your knowledge, your expertise or your entertainment. That's what people are turning up for. So don't make the tech, the scapegoat. So often we get overly excited by the technology and we forget about the content. So think about the things that actually matter. And that at the end of the day is the content. It's you turning up. And then finally, it's talking about, well, what do you actually need? And, and we've got the, the important things that you need. And then we've got the cherry on top as you bootstrap your live video studio. What do you need? The first thing that you need, and this is something that uh, Jeff, my friend Jeff, talked about last episode, and that is your microphone. The audio is the most important thing. Forget about your camera, forget about lighting, start with a, a good microphone. Don't just use the microphone that's built into your laptop. Um, upgrade uh, a microphone. And for me, personally, I prefer a dynamic microphone. This means that it's in shots. So you might not like that, but that will give you really good quality, particularly if you are in an echoey room. And you, we want to cut out the reverb because listening and watching uh, a podcast or a live show where there's a lot of reverb, a lot of echo, a lot of background noise is tiring. And I just can't do it for that often. I, and even if the even with with if what's being shared is amazing, I find it really hard to keep on watching. So upgrade the audio. If you don't want the camera in shot, then you can look at getting a shotgun microphone. And I'm going to do some reviews. Oh, it looks like my camera has decided to die. Let's just refresh that. Hopefully you can still you can still hear me. But this is <laughs> I'm going to talk about cameras in a bit because that is important that people can see you. Well, hopefully it'll just boot up in a, in a couple of seconds. But it just decided to die on me. It doesn't seem to be working. That's good. Thank you, Anna. <laughs> you can hear me watching on LinkedIn. Sometimes technology will will just die on you. And you just have to keep going because you can get at stress. Yeah. And Anna says, if you can, if you can reach to turn it on, I can just about do it. This is the only problem when you have a standing desk, it can be a little bit a bit of a stretch. Normally, actually, I have a second camera, I have my trusty c920 camera but as a backup just in case the canon stops but i'm still actually putting all my gear together from i was doing some live streaming up in newcastle and i've still got it in, a lot of it in a box yeah i don't know i don't know whether it's going to work let's just see where's my 
Where's my phone? Oh, anyway, if it looks like it's not going to work, so you can still hear me, hopefully, and this will just have to be a podcast part of the show, which is really annoying. But never mind. I'm almost at the end of the show. And really, it's talking about, we're talking about what you actually need. So the first thing is your microphone. A dynamic microphone is best if you can. Otherwise, use use a shotgun microphone or even a lapel mic. And then the next thing, which is really ironic, is to... I upgrade your camera. That's the second thing. And I think I'm probably going to have to do this at some point. It's just to get a decent camera, it does cost a bit of money. Pull up a screen share. I could do that. Let's have a look. Let, let's look on that screen share. Depends what I'm going to share. Let's just have a quick look. Um, I can do that. That is okay. So I'm currently looking at cameras at the moment. And there's the Sony ZV-E10 is one, or the ZV if you're from North America. So there are some good deals on at the moment on Amazon. So maybe that's something I will think about. There's the that. And I've also got a CamLink 4K. So that is something to think about. So yeah, camera is the next thing. And then there's things like lighting. Of course, the two important things, the two really important things are your internet speed and a device that you're going to be broadcasting on. And for me, that is a computer. I use the Mac Mini. The M1 Mac Mini is amazing. So make sure you have that. And if you're interested to find out a bit more about my setup, if you go to iag.me forward slash gear guide, iag.me forward slash gear guide, you will see my current setup apart from the camera because I'm not recommending the M50 anymore because that's actually quite an old camera. But this is the, it's a Mac setup. I will be doing a PC setup at some point in the future, but we've got the Sony ZV-E10, we've got the CamLink, I've got Ecamm, an M1 Mac Mini, the Rodecaster Pro, I've actually got the later version there, the PR40 lights and the switcher, the so Stream Deck as well. So yeah, just some things to think about. Absolutely, Martin, Black Friday is coming. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, it's already been, but maybe you have uh, bought lots of things. So yeah, there we go. That is it, I think, for this week. It looks like the camera is just not working. I'm going to have to have a little play with it afterwards, which is really annoying, but never mind. That is it for this week. We have got some really cool things coming up soon. I'm not going to be broadcasting on Thursday, which is Thanksgiving in the US. Happy Thanksgiving when that happens. But I'm actually going to be in London. I've got a couple of events that I'm going to there. And it's the first time I've been to London since 2019. I'm really looking forward to that. So that's going to be cool. But that is it for this week. Thank you so much for watching me live, for watching the replay, for plugging me into your ears at iag.me forward slash podcast. But until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live videos. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Professional live streams. Ten steps for professional live streams. Ten steps for professional live streams. Ten steps for professional live streams.